0: Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear?
3: I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts, giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches.
1: Welcome. We're back. The Long Run Podcast with the lovely Sabrina, Toby, Chris, aka Shane up in the corner there. Welcome guys. We're back. (laughs) We are back. We are back with a bang. So as you'll see, this is a special episode, email special guys. So we have been, we've had so many of your emails come through and there's so many to get through that I feel like we're going to need to do these on a more regular basis. Um, because there is a lot to unpack. Um, so I think this one is solely sort of picking some of your top marathon questions and hoping that we can be the smart people to answer and give you the praise and support that you need. But before we get into it, guys, I think we need to just know how everybody's getting on.
4: Sabrina, how's things? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just gonna also say thank you to um to sketchers obviously who continue to uh who are our, our official sponsor and continue to to work with us and and head over to their website sketches.co.uk for all of the latest trainers clothes and everything else um and yes I am I'm good I'm like it's Friday night we are we're doing email specials I probably should have read the emails um so this is going to come as a surprise but <laughs> yeah Good, feeling excited because, as you said, there's loads. There's loads of them, and we need to do more of these to get through stuff. And um, I'm a bit nervous that you call us smart people.
1: We're very smart, intellectual. Talking people. about me, <laughs> too hard. Maybe minus some <laughs> of uh...
5: We
3: definitely aren't smart because I've just spent the last <laughs> two minutes and 17 seconds checking that Toby's not put us alive on YouTube or Facebook, and I'm still nervous that we are somehow tied. Are people getting an extra extra bonus episode this week?
5: Um probably not, but to be honest, because you even logging in the wrong way, anything could happen. Right. So as
3: always, this is this is starting off well. I think to be honest, I think firstly, we've got to give a shout out to Chilla for doing her first ever intro. Cracking job, mate. Well done. NIA. Not easy doing this sort of thing. I don't uh,
1: know why you felt so nervous. You know, when you first come on, it's like, I talk for, a, I can talk for England, I don't yeah, know. This is he's...
3: the biggest independent running podcast in the world. And there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders to deliver that.
1: Exactly. Uh, to, and to and if people. we
3: win, then. And there was a chap last win. week, because remember, they're listening to this, even though we're recording it, just pretend, who said at the end, we missed him. I can't remember the geezer's name. He was listening to it from New Zealand. So yeah, we're the biggest I'm running podcast in New Zealand.
4: Well, he did actually say number one in New Zealand. There you go. That was fact from him
3: in there New we Zealand. Go. So we what's are New now, Zealand marathon like. What's that? What's the New Zealand
5: marathon like?
3: Oh, I wonder if there is a New Zealand marathon. Can New you West let it, how do they email in it, uh, uh guys?
4: 40runs.com forward slash long run.
3: Can you let us know now? I've been to New Zealand and it's a cracking place. I mean Yeah, yeah I've been I was there, I went North Island, South Island, I went to um what's the other place around it? Anyway not australia that's the but anyway it was i mean genuinely one of the most beautiful places i've ever been to
1: where were you the south or the north
3: island both, i did both really? so I, I started up top and then came down but it was just in the most amazing place the people were incredible um, and it was a sort of place where you know where you'd leave your. you could feel like you could leave your front door open and let your kids yeah. play about like 18 people coming in and robbing you blind it, it was that sort of vibe about it. It was really nice. I'd recommend anybody to go out there if you can. Or if you are listening to this in New Zealand, thanks very much. But I really I really like New Zealand a lot. I've got my all Blacks t-shirt in Maybe I could wear that one week instead of my marathon tops that I've been wearing. Who gave you do that? I actually brought that myself out there. <laughs> I didn't send someone to New Zealand to get it for me this time around. I actually got that one myself. Uh, but maybe I could wear that next week for my New Zealand listeners. And if you want to send a t-shirt in, <laughs> who me sent from wherever you're listening to this in the world um how do they contact us
4: Abby? 40runs.com <laughs> forward slash long run
3: and put in the subject i want to send 40 a t-shirt and then we'll figure it out from where i'm going to send send speaker t-shirt that works as well no, don't send speaker t-shirt oh, but... it
4: depends on what size they send because if it's a medium
3: i'll have it i i like a large because i like to grow into mine we can tell <laughs> <laughs> oh Hayden's messaging me I know we're like oh we're not live said that matter, is but uh, we still are kind of live
1: yeah I mean we are still recording this is going to be live at one point but not live
3: all right um, it's just it's carrying on that conversation anyway right so yes yeah, sorry we had about six billion emails right and I'll be honest with you I forgot to look at them and Uh, you guys are also asking about London Marathon tips and stuff like that, because obviously London Marathon's around the corner. So what we thought we would do to start with, to try and break the back of the emails, is focus on the ones that are sort of London Marathon-centric, but also maybe there's one or two that we can sort of spill out from that would help you guys who are doing London.
1: Yeah, uh, have some wonderful. ones come through. We've got um, it's going to be good. So I feel like a lot of people will benefit from these as well, not just. Uh, well, we'll kickstart with Chris Pratchett. So we'll dive mm-hmm. straight in. So Chris Pratchett, when you listen to this, thank you very much for getting in touch. Um, so Chris has said, "Hi there, gang. I'm about to do my third marathon, and I'm wondering if a warm up is that essential as I'm looking to run a 750 per mile pace. I recently ran a 10 mile race at 648 average." So without being big headed, 750 is a gentle pace for me. I always do one warm up, one mile warm up for any other distance as I'm obviously setting off far quicker. So please help. Thanks, guys. Um, So I don't mind kicking this off there. Uh, I think regardless of the distance or the pace that you're running, I feel like a warm up is key. I'll always do a warm up regardless if it's a sort of well mainly for races I'd always try and get at least a mile in I mean just to warm the legs up you don't know sort of you've strolled out of bed you've got up you've done your pre-race routine you've gone you've got on the train you've sat down for maybe an hour or so it's just about freshening up the legs and just seeing how you feel because who knows you don't know what you're going to feel like when you actually start the race whether you're going a certain pace or not I think it's always key to get one in um but I mean that's just my personal preference. I don't know what you guys think.
4: Would you do a mile before whether you're doing a
1: 5K or a marathon? You know what? Probably yes. I would normally keep the pace pretty similar because I feel like I know what I I know what my body feels like after a mile. Yeah. I feel like sort of 1k might be a little bit too short for me, but I feel like a mile, I really know where my body's at. Yeah. I know whether, how I'm going to plan the race ahead. But some people might be a kilometre. I know people that like to go out for a K and see how they feel like. But I think it's really, really important just to know how you feel before you go out. Yeah. Chris, what about you?
3: Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Firstly, I want to know, spin round. So we know where you're at on this, right? So, do you warm up before? uh, Let's say a, should we say race or big race? What do you think you should Uh,
1: Race, race will do.
3: Okay, so?
5: Um, it would depend what I'm doing on that race. If if you're going for something which is sort of a higher effort, then yes, I would. If I'm not going for a higher effort, I don't always, which isn't necessarily the right answer. Um, <laughs> I would always recommend probably doing a warm-up. Um, but yeah, that's
3: the way I sort of do it. I know the answer to the next person is Abin. <laughs> it's like it's like. Have you ever seen her in a hat? No. Have you ever seen her do a warm up? No. Have you ever seen her do karaoke? No. It's like the three things that we need to accomplish, right? Firstly, the hat wearing. Secondly, the warm up. Thirdly, the karaoke. Which order are you going to do them in?
4: I mean, the warm up I should do. So, coach's hat on. Yes, Chris, Pratchett You should definitely do a warm up, right? because it's important to get your muscles like you're warm take it easy get yourself going right to the point you know how you feel do I no I'm terrible (laughs) and we all know about my pacing It's awful um I go out my tactic is go as fast as you can for as long as you can and hope for the best right that's as much as (laughs) as much as you get from me you literally said that today as well that that is a real preach but you should do a warm-up
3: yeah, I I thought, there we go. Honestly, right.
1: Just you can be running sort of regardless if you're running a faster, surely you want to know sort of how you feel and how
3: I'll make you right. You me like,
1: wow. if you go to a race like a, a big race,
4: whether it be like all the marathons are pretty big, right? So let's think London, Brighton, whatever. Where do you warm up? Because you get there, you, you drop your bag, you go to the toilet,
3: you get loads places.
4: Yeah, but where are you going to run a mile in Greenwich Park?
3: Right, so, okay, look. Let's go back a step. Because I threw it back out. So I never used to, but now I do. There's a couple of reasons. One, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit older. And I feel like I need to I need <laughs> so I don't nod. I do feel like I need to get get going. But also I'm I'm with Chutilla on this. I actually, when I do a warm up now, I get a feeling of where I'm at. And I get a feeling of I, I know I know what's coming my way, kinda. Obviously never guarantee it but I have felt that in those conditions where I may be looking to stretch it a little bit Mm. or whether it is, you know, the marathon distance, which you've got to respect. I have really benefited even a 10 K from going off, doing a nice, easy warm up, a few strides, that sort of thing. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a mile because, um, I wouldn't restrict myself to doing a certain distance. Um, but I I do now find myself, so on Sunday, I'll be the idiot who is running up and down that little stretch that we've got at the start. And, my, you know, people go, oh, look at that idiot, you know. But it's not. It's because I want to, I generally want to warm up. I did it at Cambridge, if you remember. Yeah, I, yeah, you I went did. off and said, well, I'm going to warm up. There was a 10K, I think we did, uh, and I just um, went off on my own and did my own thing. I now got in the habit of doing it, and I have actually felt, found a benefit from doing it. Like and I think you you now just to just to get it in terms of where I'm at and where I'm feeling it. Also, it sounds funny, but like is my kit <laughs> is my kit on right? <laughs> is my laces tied up the way I want them? Because you get all that from from doing that sort of warm you get a feeling of of that sort of stuff. You know, am I happy with this? Am I happy with that? And I really find that does benefit me. Also, gives me a little bit pumped up um, and that kind of thing. So I, I've actually really been benefit from it i know what you're saying some some races are a little bit harder to warm up but you'll always find a place that you can go off and and have a little trot about even if you're just doing something easy with a few strides it's definitely beneficial
1: i also feel like especially quite a few people most people around you will be doing some form of warm-up so it's also a case of just Getting in the mix and sort of being around people. Sometimes, mm. if you're sort of a nervous person or if you're a little bit anxious, it also helps calm your nerves as well. Mm. Just being around other people. So it might not be necessary for the physical aspect, but definitely for sort of the mental aspect of where you're at or where mm. your heads at. It could be a really big race for you. So just being around other people that feel the same.
3: I say the things I don't like about warm up when they do those mass warm ups. I've got I've got less than zero percent interest in that. I find that really annoying and a complete waste of my time, although people do benefit from it. But I wish that the geezer would just shut up and get on with the race.
4: Do you know what my issue is with but, those?
3: You know, but it works for a lot of people. Sorry, at
4: No, no, don't say sorry. I jumped in over you. My issue with those is sometimes I don't think they're run by people that actually know what they're about to get themselves into. So I think you've got these people up there leading a warm up that have probably never run the distance we're all about to go and do in their lives. They're doing certain things that I wouldn't, as a coach, suggest you do to warm up before they. They're
3: they are. qualified PTs, in, in fairness mm-hmm. to them. They are, all oh, right, they're not cut, like, but they are, they are most of the time. In certain
4: stretches static when people have been stood in the cold
3: said, oh, okay, 40
4: minutes seeing. in a pen, right? And you are cold, doing those stretches, not going to benefit you. You could potentially pull something. You okay. better warming I'm yourself up.
3: The stuff I've seen is quite dynamic, which, in fairness to them, it, that I get why they're doing that. But I just find that that whole thing annoying. Someone's just being really upbeat and positive with loud <laughs> music. Just, I just want. I'm now at the point. I've been in the pen three hours. I'm cold. People are urinating up against my legs. I just want to get going. <laughs>
1: I think those math ones though, they also sort of, especially if you're sort of new new to running, they can really help you sort of understand what you do, you you want to do and what you don't want to do moving mm. forward. So like joining them, you might think, why on earth are they making me do this? I feel confident enough now to go off and do my own thing because I feel like I'll do it better. You know, so I think especially for those early sort of stages, mm. give it a go. Give it a good go. It could be really oh, yeah. beneficial, but a lot of people will go off and do their own thing just because yeah. they've got yeah. their own sort of thing in place.
3: I make you right. Yeah. I think you, you made a good point. That's just me being miserable. Yeah. right? <laughs> I actually think that you will get something out of it if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. There, there, there's no you know, denying that that's good. You know, those people are doing good, but I, like, as you say, I prefer to go off and do my thing. Or if, like, it sounds funny, but like great North runs a great example. I've got, I've walked from my hotel to the start, which is a good couple of kilometers, right? I've got my bag, I've put my bag in, I've done a few other bits. How much more do I need to do other than a, maybe a couple of strides and a little bit of switching on my mind about, right, I'm about to do a race? Because my legs are warmed up. Yeah. I've done a little bit of aerobic work because I've walked and it's, you know, some of it's uphill as you start and things like that. So I, it's not like I've just rolled out of bed onto the start line. So that that's when I start to think, mm, do I really need to? But if I've literally just got off the train, and maybe it's the Vitality 10k, then I, you know, for example, then I'll warm up there because also that's the other thing as well. With with a 10k or a 5k or even a half, a little bit, I really like getting a really good warm up done, a really positive, energetic warm up because usually I'm going off the start line a bit lively. That's where I, and that's where that you know where we talk about the different dynamic movements coming into play. Yeah. Um I really find they help um, my performance off the start line. If I don't do, it, I do start a little bit sluggish. But again, that's just me. We're all different, okay? So we are. We it. are all different. We are, you know.
1: Yeah. Different. So I've, I think to sort of wrap up on that one, Chris. I think I think we've all said here we might not all do warm ups, but that we is. all advise to do warm-ups so whether you're running a certain pace or not which looks like you're going out for a cracking time so good luck um I mean you're yeah. doing your third marathon you haven't actually stated which one but whichever one you're going you're going up to do good luck smash it obviously let us know how you get on and if you mm-hmm. do use a warm-up or if you don't I think we'd love mm-hmm. to know um so yeah good luck chris <laughs>
3: Right. Oh, cool. right next boss what we got next
1: right next up we have jason hill so this is a london marathon one for you guys so you guys who have done plenty of them chris you'll be able to help with this one i this is from jason hill so welcome jason i have a couple of london marathon questions for you i'm traveling over from ireland to do my first london marathon after being very lucky to get in after 12 years of trying first of all well done Good job. Staying in Tottenham Court Road, what train should I get to the start of the race and what would be a good time to leave from the hotel? Best park run to do slash shakeout to do the day before the race. So I think this one sort of depends, obviously, what wave you're in. Right, so
3: Tot- Tottenham Court Road, Toby, you'll probably be better at this. So Tottenham, Tottenham Court, Court Road, again, it's I know so
1: that, northern, isn't
4: it? He, northern, yeah, needs I, get over
3: the tower. he needs to go over to Tower Bridge, doesn't he? So, so it's more than line, isn't it?
1: Blackheath start for mine when I did it, which was Central Line, or I walked to Cannon Street. Um if you're going from Tottenham Court Road, walk to Cannon Street and then I think it's Cannon Street straight to Blackheath if I'm if I'm right. Yeah,
3: you might have to get a tube from Tot- from Tottenham Court um, yeah. over to Cannon Street or into the Central City. Line, I think, goes it's to no mine. Big deal. Get There's the no TFL app.
2: What?
3: Yeah. yeah. TFL app. Transport of London yeah. app. Yeah. Or, yeah. Brilliant. Or how about this? Just get an Uber because there will be nobody on the road Yeah, and you'll be yeah. there in the back. Honestly, it's worth, I know, look, you've got the expense of coming down, budget it in, right? The thing you don't want to be doing on the race day is having all the stress. If, if you're Tottenham Court road, it might be worth stamping up the, you know, a score or whatever, just to jump in an Uber and get, get over to where you can get your train from. Cause it's all about that. I find for me, it's reducing those trigger points. So you know, getting on a tube, getting with like <laughs> other people, and all that sort of stuff—that just for me already is sending me off the charts. So I would say, again, I appreciate money, right? But if you've got to get a tube, but might—I would maybe have a think about that. Um, but in terms of uh, Saturday park run, your mm. Tottenham Court Road—I so mean, you could go in Southwark,
1: maybe. I think I when I did my shakeout for London, I did Southwark um if you're from sort of Ireland it's actually spelt South Walk um so make sure you look into that I think that was the one that I did which was great super flat very sociable a lot of people that did London were there great great community there also Burgess I think it's Burgess Hill isn't too far from there either um also another flat one
3: you know what I would do again miserable hat on <laughs> I'm Tottenham on Court Road I take a little trot down to Green Park and have a scoop about all by myself because it, it'd be quite in you know, a nice quiet, maybe put some tunes on, just go down and run around the parks. And just go down
1: the, to Hyde Park, actually, that's not too far. Yeah, that's even. what I'm
3: saying to you, you know, something like that and just trot about the park on you. Listen, park run's awesome, right? Social, all that sort of stuff. I get it, right? And you maybe want to do some tourism. Maybe you're like, loving park run and all that. And that's fantastic. But I think the day before marathon, I would I would want a quiet mind. I wouldn't necessarily want all that. So you've got all that on your doorstep. Of being in the capital, um, you can literally just trot out and run around some of the parks. They'll be they'll be busy because they always are. But it'll be a nice opportunity, especially if it's a nice spring day, just to just to go around and have a nice quiet. I remember we did it with. Um, i don't not if it was October, but when we ran with Believe in the Run uh, at their shakeout, we went we went up into the parks. It was lovely. It really was. It was just it was just a lovely morning. And it was just nice to have a tr- little trot about, no stress, no drama, my own pace. And it was quite refreshing. It's quite a nice thing to do. So, yeah, I appreciate that you might want to do some tourism, right? And and Jatilla's given some great examples of where to go. But me personally, I'd probably just bugger off on my own.
4: I think it um, it all depends on what kind of person you are, because some people are going to get their energy from being around people and getting into that mindset and, and the buzz of it. Because if you come from Ireland and it's your first London and you just you want the atmosphere, then yeah, either py- Hyde Park, run around. And also the tube on the day, I know for a lot of us, it's like that are in London and we just, we commute on the tubes, right? So it's just, it's stressful because we know it's like getting to work. and But for some people, meeting those people all going in the same direction on those tubes is going to be, get them feeling confident to get to the start line because they're like, oh, actually I'm in the right direction. I'm with all of these people rather than getting there on my own.
1: So um,
3: there we go. Anyway, good luck.
1: Yeah, absolutely smash it! I mean, it's coming up quickly, It's coming up very fast now. Um, really not long to go. So yeah, good luck, Jason. Um, let us know how you get on. So next up, we've got Daniel Hurley. So Daniel, I was reading this and I thought... I- Hold
2: up.
1: can really relate to this one. So he's got four marathons coming up. He's done four marathons, two Londons and two Dublins. And he's never had the pleasure of getting to the taper. He's always had to stop running at around six to nine weeks out and then pick up with a little bit of test runs before going for it. So his PBs are 4.04 and he's had a 4.07 and two 4.15s, which is fantastic. Good job. I'm sure he, he's sure he has a sub four in there, but he needs to keep the training up to where he can have the last long run at around three weeks out and taper. So I have a place at London, and my last run was 10 weeks out at 12.5 miles when he realised that he had a problem with the ball of his foot, metatarsal, oh, have anyone Is that how you pronounce that? Blimey.
3: You've done well there. <laughs> <You've> done, don't <laughs> want no yeah. to know what it is. Carry yeah. It.
1: Um, I've since been replacing my runs with bike rides. Mm. I tried a run after two weeks but it hadn't healed. So now it's just all bike rides up until a week before. The best advice I have from you guys is the gold silver bronze thing which I now know if I can make it I'm going for a not so good bronze. Um, It would be great to hear your opinions on the podcast. So lots to unpack there. So first of all I'm going to go with the fact that you're now taking on the bikes. Now this pulled out to me because I am also currently on the bike with a marathon to go in under three weeks and I mean clearly you're no shy of completing the distance and you've cracked some incredible time so I wouldn't fear about the not getting the miles in because you know that you can complete the distance and you've had some good runs in but I would say definitely keep on the bike I feel like you can keep that fitness also just for your Just for your sort of mental self, like just knowing that you're still ticking over and you're doing something to keep your body going, keep yourself ticking over. I wouldn't worry too much about where you feel like you're going to come in. And it's good that you've already got those breakdowns in terms of like the bronze, silver, gold. I think it's definitely good to work out where you might place, where you might finish or where your goals are going to be instead of just thinking, I can't do this. I'm injured. The world's all going to come to an end. Because it's definitely not the case. So definitely keep with what you're doing. Keep this is a perfect time to work on your sort of your strength work as well. Just making sure that your your core, your mobility, all of these things are in check, which we might tend to neglect as we go through marathon training. I know that one of the main things for me is I do neglect my strength. Um, so definitely sort of picking up on the areas that you feel like you neglect. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think,
5: Toby? So I think there's obviously there's a limited information. Here, so I think he's trying to find now if this is a constant problem, he's trying to nail down on what's causing that problem. Mm. Obviously we, we don't really know about the training up to that point too much, but is it that actually there's too much speed work or there's too much sort of higher tempo running in, in the first sort of six, eight weeks. So we actually needs to sort of look at the training plan and maybe then put in some bit more easier miles, something like that. But so it's quite hard to comment without knowing what was in that until then but uh, yeah I think as a as an ongoing problem it's just trying to nail down maybe with a physio or something like that as well what's causing the issues would be my comment
4: yeah Sabrina well I was just going to say actually back to Toby but having you've been injured six eight weeks out from a marathon so luckily I haven't touched wood had that issue mentally how do you prepare for that though Because I think that's part of it as well. He's like, I'm getting on the bike, I'm doing this stuff, but I know I can run a, in his head he's going, I know I can run a sub four. So what do you do? Do
1: I think think for for people that have done marathons or done a a race before where you've sort of prepared yourself and you know what to expect from a race, it's probably, it might be a little bit easier to put yourself in that sort of situation. But if you've never done a race before and you've come up and you've experienced injury, my first point would obviously be, get it seen, because like, you don't know what where your body's at. You have no clue what this new pain is. You don't want to put yourself through the stress leading up to it. Um, but, yeah, I would say definitely get it seen. Um, but if you have run them before, you kind of know your body a little bit and you know when to pull back and you know when to potentially take things a little bit further.
4: Yeah. Well, I wish you more luck, because... To get to marathon day to get to the start line feeling good is the main thing so whether that's biking whether that's doing a bit of running whether that is doing your strength stuff as you say um yeah i hope he gets that sub four i know it's literally on the cusp his P yes. 404 all right all right well good luck um next
1: one what have we got right we are back in with chris reynolds so Hi, Chris. Hi, I'm a long time watcher of the live Friday show. Keep up the good work. Wondering which shoes to wear for my first mass participation marathon at London. I have the new Balance 1080 V12 with 60 miles on them. A6 Glider Ride V1 with 180 miles and the Saucony Endorphin Pro 3 with 50 miles in them. All three are comfortable and have been used for long runs. So looking for some, some advice. I'll be going round slowly in about five hours. I'm just going to give this to the Trainer King.
3: <laughs> oh, Speedgoat?
5: Because <laughs> I think that's actually
3: all goat shoes there. So, well, I haven't got the, the new balance, strangely. Yeah, but you had the new balance and you, you
5: couldn't go with them? Uh, A long, long, I don't know what one they were, but a long, long time ago. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you, did, you used to have the new balance. You said, oh, what shoes do you run in?
1: I'm currently in the Nova Blast 3s.
3: Okay. How would you find them? I love them. Really?
1: Yeah, I do. I really like them. Probably not for, for racing, but at the moment I'm looking for a bit more support just because of my ankle.
3: What are you um, wearing in Boston?
1: I was probably going to wear them, to be honest with you. They've only got around 30 miles in them.
5: Interesting. I would be nice and quick to get my T-shirt.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> do you feel cut? Yeah. So you, you don't ever switch out to a plate two, for example. No.
1: No. no you... I think I can't even remember what I wore for London but they were definitely not the shoe I would wear now. I think I literally just put them on and run. I know the bare minimum about shoes.
3: Would you um would you consider running in a plate shoe?
1: I would definitely give it a go because I feel like now I'm at the point where I'm starting to understand shoes a little bit better. I think when I first started off I would literally put on a pair of shoes and just run. I would run a race in some uh, that a uh, I kind of think what I wore in my first sort of half marathon race, a broke down pair of Nikes that I used to wear to work. Um, so I think now that I'm getting a bit more understanding, I would probably look to definitely look into more yeah. plated shoes as well, especially for the distances that I'm going to be covering.
3: So do you, tra- sorry to grill you. So <laughs> do you, you train in one pair only?
1: I've got a mixture of pairs. I have. I've got a mixture of pairs that I run in. I've also had the, what ones have I recently just been running in? Mainly the Nova Bass Freeze because I've got two pairs of those. Um, I absolutely love them. But then I also had the, oh, I can't even remember the names of them. I actually can't. I just literally just put on my favourite colour and run.
3: And <laughs> so you base your shoe choice purely on colour?
1: well, it just depends how I
3: feel on the day, really. Yeah. I like it. I think this is quite refreshing. Yeah, I think this is, like, you hear about all these plated shoes and stuff like that, but you'll be surprised. Like, I still think, like, 80% of the runners out there, like, you see it when I'm I'm trotting around in London. They're all in their brooks. But, you know, you see people who are just not in plated shoes, or, you know, none of these new... fashionable shoes obviously you see the usual but who's out for his lunch run and he's in his vapor flies and he's like breaking his ankles. But in general, most people are I don't think they've yet have, have converted or, you know, gone over to carbon or these plate shoes yet because they don't they don't feel like one probably that they're quick enough, which is nonsense. Or or can justify the price, which I think yeah. is fair. Um, but it's just interesting to hear, and it's quite refreshing, actually, that you're going to go and attack Boston, which you have to put down a proper time to qualify to get into, yeah. and you're going to be rocking out a non-plated too, because you'll probably be there. I'm guessing not many people will not have carbon plates in that race. So that's that's quite cool, actually.
1: Yeah, not, absolutely not a clue. Um, I mean, I might get a shot to the system when I do run it, and I'll be crawling to you for help after. No, I
3: think <laughs> until I'm I think it, I think it's a good call. I think. I mean, it, what would be interesting, already thinking about the content we create now about this, is what would happen if we put you in some plate choose?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be more than up for it to do the tests. So I'm telling That's you, because video. I honestly don't really notice any any difference mm-hmm. because I've never had a pair. So. Well, don't
3: put any on until I'm there with a camera.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. right, so, what was the question again? <laughs> so. Let's get back to the foot. So Chris Reynolds, he has the new Balance 1080 V12 with 60 miles on them. The A6 Glider Ride V1 with 180 miles or the Socony Endorphin Pro 3 with 50 miles on them. He wants I'll, to wear one of those. Which one, basically? I would
3: take mileage out of them. If he's just going to plod around, like he said, he would take the most comfortable, that they feel the most comfortable now. Whatever, whatever shoe that is, forget the mileage on them. If he's not, you know, going for a certain goal, it doesn't have to be time, but a certain goal, because that could be just to, you know, finish with a smile on his face. I don't know. He's literally, I think he said he's just blodding around or whatever it was. Then I would um, just pick the one that is the most comfortable that you put on and you go, you know what? These just feel like I could run forever in them. Whatever one it is out of those three is, I wouldn't necessarily pick one based on its mileage or the fact it's got a carbon plate or a stack height or anything like that. I'd purely base it on what's the most comfortable.
1: I think it also goes back to what we were talking about last week in terms of like what our top tips are. Right and to we being, but like be comfortable as well, like be comfortable, don't yeah. change too much. Yeah. Just be happy and happy with what you've got. 100%. Right next. Perfect. Next up, we have got Jill Keane. So Jill is running London Marathon and she said, Any tips for first time London Marathon runners? Would be good to get some tips in the next few weeks pitfalls, things to remember, things to be aware of. Thanks. Love listening on my long runs,
3: Jill. Okay, right. Well, Jill, a couple of things. Firstly, go onto the YouTube channel. There's Mm -hmm. about 6 million uh, videos I've done on it. There's the stuff that you need to pack in your bag. There's race day tips and all that sort of stuff. There's quite a bit of content on there. We've also got a video which is like the course broken down. It's like a two-minute video, and it's the course broken down, landmark to landmark, which we spoke about before in terms of breaking the course down and things like that. But I think there's there's a few things, but let's spin around and um, find out what everyone else thinks, and I'll mop up what anybody else forgets. Uh, admin.
4: Uh, take an old jumper for the start line. It can get cold out there when you're waiting because you'll get there early, you'll be in the park, even if you're in your pen waiting, um, and then you walk around to the, the start. So... My top tip is make sure you've got a jumper, keep yourself warm. The worst thing is to to get to the start and be freezing, shivering. Um because it can be cold, even if it's a lovely spring day, that morning in April can be can be crisp. So have a jumper. And even if you take it off as you're going over the start line, don't feel like the first charity bin you see, you've got to chuck it in there. Don't literally, I took mine off as I was going through the start, I think, and then got rid of it. So that's my tip.
5: Yeah. I would say um be careful at the start. It's going to be useless, isn't it? No, yeah. Look out for the big boards with the top. Um, uh, watch the start. It can be quite congested, but also there's a quite a bit of downhill. So don't get too
3: carried away. What? what hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. There's a big Are hills you, that goes down. About Edinburgh Marathon. Here? no,
5: there is hills that go down near the start. You know, is. before you all join together. Yeah with all the starts, there's a fair bit of downhill. I'm not saying it's all downhill, but before you yeah, all join with all the other starts... It's mildly
3: undulating. Thing, it's not the It's mild. a downhill section. It, you go up, don't you? Yeah, I know you, because you're going up down to the river, right? I get that, yeah, right? Down. Listen, I'm the first one who will say, just, you know, London's not flat, flat, right? I'm the first person oh, to say it. But when he made it out, like, it, like sh- it was a downhill section, like we were going in the Edinburgh Marathon at mile five, where you're literally pounding on your... You know, like going down Mount Snowden. It's Mark but you know, it's not. How can you even talk about mind the downhill is, There is bits in right? there that go what, downhill. What are you on about? There you know
5: what, Jill? I'd to know what you feel
3: like. Cause... I lose <laughs> my
5: mind. Just so carefree that it's all downhill.
3: The downhill section in there the is. London Marathon. There are is. you for real? There is. What's Have the you video. Done London Marathon? What's the video? He did it with you. He did it with you. Between. let run a different race. I, I get what he's saying in terms of there's some undulation in the first three miles, right? Yes, yeah, there is, and you do come down a little bit when you join everybody else at mile we three. You go down a big hill, but that's not a big hill type. It's not like the Newcastle when you jump onto the South Shields on the beach. That's a downhill section. What well, you're talking, you're honestly, what are you talking about? It's true. It's it's what you've done so easy. Time. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't
1: remember, obviously, the ins and outs of each sort of segment, but I do remember there being a downhill because my coach said the exact same thing. She said, don't get carried away before you go under the tunnel because you naturally sort of come to it, but don't get too excited. I do remember her telling me those exact
4: words. At the
3: tunnel?
1: Yeah. Which tunnel?
3: What?
4: I feel like I've not run London based on this conversation. I'm like, where was I? I'm thinking about a different race. Am i am not really about
3: the, you've got that as you come through but and it's not really a tunnel, but you've got the bits by Embankment. So,
1: I remember her saying to me, as you approach and you don't get carried away with the downhill, like take it easy. Like don't get too excited.
3: Look, right. I'm <laughs> I a need bit. to go and watch I, this video. T- t- I'm exaggerating a little bit. There is, I know where he's. I know the exact bit that he's talking about, right? Yes. and it is a little bit wavy. Let's call it.
4: No, it is. It is rolling. Yeah, it's rolling, it's, but it's rolling. not
3: like it's not like if he was doing Chelmsford or something like that, where it's a little bit rolling. Okay, it, it it sort of moves about a bit, and then you do come down a little bit at mile three. I get, what I get, but I wouldn't class that as a downhill section. No, but it's a downhill. He didn't yeah. say section, he said downhill. Yeah, you but he made it out like we was coming down Snowden. <laughs> we can do that if you want. So, but, just take but, it yeah, easy. The how is this a tip? How is the, I don't understand how this is a tip. What what's this got to do with anything you're talking about? Because you've got to take it easy at the beginning because you don't want to wear yourself out. Okay, right. So let's actually hard. let's quantify his point. What he's saying is in the first three miles, don't go nuts. Is that it, yeah, Basically, <laughs> yeah, especially on the downhill bits because you
5: can get carried away. <laughs>
3: this is important consumer advice. No, I, I make you right, Toby. This is why we're award winning. I make you, you right. This is valuable. This is valuable information. You're
4: in such a wind up mood today, aren't you, Toby? It's that like KFC you had.
5: Not me. No. Never. I'll never wind people up. <laughs> right.
3: right.
1: Well, let's move swiftly on. I'm going to swamp in here with mine, which is to make sure that you read the information that is given to you prior to the day of the race. Now, it's always easy to see that information it comes up in your inbox and you think, oh, I'll read that later. I'll read that later. And it comes closer who does
3: that? I can see everyone laughing. I just thought of saying, right today. <laughs> now make you laugh, right? Today, the guy asked me about some information about a race we we're doing at the weekend, and <laughs> I, I deleted it. Right, and and I, I then said I found it, and I put it up in in the group, and then I realised <laughs> two hours later, the information I put up was from two thousand twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> <I, I, laughs> yeah, it's totally. I told you at the wrong time, I've never forgot it. Oh, he
4: me for the information I said, You've got the email with the information on it, you need to dig it out. And I, I actually went through because I have a chain, but I don't have the attachment. I said, The email was on this date, right? So I gave him the date of the email and who sent the email and said, You need to find this. He comes back with some information, I didn't pay any attention to it because I thought, well, I'll read that later. And then I get a message saying that's last year's information.
3: <laughs> oh so you made a really good point. Just check it's not last year's.
1: Yeah. So that's a, definitely a
4: key yes.
3: point.
1: But check the race information and make sure that it's in date. If you're getting it from Chris, because there will be nothing oh, for, mm-hmm. worse than turning up to a completely different start line, completely different time, completely different location. I
3: forgot about that. That's that's quality. That was that was a good <laughs> one for a Friday night. But I tell you what, though, <laughs> it is actually quality. a really good point, point. and oh, sometimes it's worth putting that. Like, you know, they give you those packs and stuff. Yeah. If you're taking like a bag with you to put in, put Might it might be worth slipping that in there just in case, I don't know, you end up and all of a sudden you think, actually, am I in the right place? Or am I in the right wave or whatever? If you've got it, I know a lot of it's on your phone now, so make sure you've even got it on your phone. Um, so
1: even if you are feeling like a little bit nervous as well, yeah. like you you might feel like you've read this information 101 times, and you know exactly, but you might, you constantly cross check, constantly thinking. So, yeah, there's no harm in making sure it's downloaded on your phone, mm. making sure you've even got a printout or obviously just, yeah, just make sure that you kind of got a vibe so you're not really stressing on the morning, I think.
3: Right. I've got three tips and then we're we're done for tonight because this is only an email special. All right. I've got three tips for Jill and anybody else who's doing London. Okay, are you ready for this? You're all laughing. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's I'm like, are they the only one that's laughing? That's because I know. I can't read. It. They're all thinking he's he's going to be taking a mic here. No, I'm not. These are three serious ones, and then and then we'll go because it's getting like right. First one is when you um, when you're planning out your journey, plan plenty of time. Right, you would, don't underestimate how busy it is because it's not only runners who are going there for some reason, and I get it. But a lot of spectators still go to Greenwich or whatever, Blackheath, even though they say don't. So it's super busy. So plan ahead. Don't get stressed about getting there late or anything like that. When you're planning out your day, make sure you plan that in. All right. So just give yourself plenty of time. And it's a great vibe up at the the pens and all that sort of stuff. Give yourself all the time in the world. One tip, a bit like Admin was to put, and um, we spoke about the other week, is to put some, <laughs> you to look like an idiot, but put some plastic bags. If it's really wet underfoot and you ain't got to change your shoes, I always take an old pair of garden shoes and I love them. I'm very lucky I get a lot of shoes, but um, put some bags over, over your shoes. You, nothing worse than starting wet socks and wet feet, right? And that grass is long because the chances are it's not being cut, right? So that's another little tip for when you're mooching about. And the other one I would say, and it, I say it all the time, it's just to enjoy it. It's the London marathon. Make sure that you soak it all in. Don't don't be focused on necessarily a time or or whatever. Just make sure you are soaking it up and you are taking what's going on. You're taking part in one of the most amazing races in the world, if not the best. And it and it can be overwhelming at certain points and it can blow your mind. Just slow down while you go over Tower Bridge, you know, take it in as you go through Canary Wharf. You know, look at the London. I look up at Big Ben when you go past it. Don't be thinking, "Oh, I'm on it there," but look up at Big Ben, and give yourself a pat on the back. You know, it, it's an incredible thing that you're doing. You're one of the lucky few to be able to do that. That um, that race, especially if you're running for a charity, you might be doing it for a good cause. So just remember to soak it up and 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 have the best day because it might only be the only time you do it. You know, you might not be lucky like me. Um, so just just enjoy it. You're doing the London Marathon. It's an incredible. Incredible thing. So just really, really, I can't emphasize enough. Enjoy the experience. Don't be set on times and all this sort of stuff and pressure that we've on ourselves. Just have the have the best day. Ever. Right, that's it. Let's take take us out, Jatila. Come on, you've done a good job so far. Take us wow, how has that been 40? 40, 45 I don't,
1: minutes. I don't, I don't, I don't. 45 minutes. And we read about what five five minutes lunch Well, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the 41s YouTube channel. At 40runs at no, forward slash 40 runs. And also we look forward to seeing you guys wherever you take on your challenges next. Make sure you keep on sending your emails in to us. Gone, Sabrina, please give us the email. 40runs.com forward slash long run. Ooh, perfect. Well, for now, guys, thank you and good night. Night.